Welcome to room 4216. I'm so glad you've come. Hi everyone, it's Pastor Dave. And Cecilia. How are you today, Cecilia? I'm doing very well, and how about you? Doing well, and good to be with everyone back in room 4216. Mm -hmm. I was thinking since the last time we were together, we talked about the flood and the boat landing and things coming off and the rainbow. That was really a big thing. Hmm, really big thing? Yeah, and... and not only is it a big thing because it covered the world, but actually God also makes it a really big thing. Hmm. A really big thing. As I was looking through the Bible, I came across Psalm 29. Just 11 verses, but oh, so interesting, even as it relates to the creation of the world with the water and the destruction of the world with water. Psalm 29. Ascribe to the Lord, O mighty ones, ascribe to the Lord might and strength. Ascribe to the Lord what is due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks into pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf, Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes like lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the deserts. The Lord shakes the desert of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists the oaks and strips the forest bare. And in his temple all cry, Glory! The Lord in, sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. Psalm 29, an interesting psalm, and I really like the way you read it, Pastor mm, Dave. Thanks. I guess the flood is a really big thing. A really big thing. Mm -hmm. Here we are, though. Let's take a break from Genesis for a minute and go back to this psalm. A totally different part of the Bible. Verse 3 says, The voice of the Lord is over the waters. I wonder, are those the waters of the flood, or might those be the waters 
of chapter 1. And creation. Mm-hmm. Probably. And the, the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the deep. And God said, let there be. And creation starts happening. Now then, we go to verse 10 of this psalm, and it says, The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. Uh, now we're back to Genesis 9 again. Oh yeah, a really big thing. But in between verses 3 and 10, we've got some big things. Uh, the voice of the Lord is majestic and powerful, and it breaks things like cedar trees, and it shakes deserts, and... Uh, flashes like lightning. Flashes like lightning, yeah. Mm-hmm. The voice of the Lord. But then, in verse 11, not only can the voice of, of the Lord create and do all those other things, but now, the Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people. What With a big thing here. Peace. With peace. A really big thing. out of the ark yes my daughter <sighs> it is it I, is i can run i can i can oh i can plant i can <laughs> i can play i can do what i want oh, to do now it looks it, it brings this old man great joy in his heart to see the 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 fun you're having with the world god is giving us back oh father noah you're not old um well my dear i'm getting up there yes yeah I'm, I'm so excited, and and look at the rainbow. It's so beautiful. Mm, yes, indeed it is. It's what God said is the reminder to him that he will not destroy this world again. But Father Noah, mm-hmm. do you really think that God forgets? Oh, well, <laughs> no, God doesn't forget, but we do. And it's a reminder to us that he will always remember. I don't think we'll forget now. Not after the world's been destroyed and... and oh, 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 no. Hmm, what? The rainbow's going away. No, I was hoping it would be here forever. Oh, I... Do you think... It will come back. It will come back. Look, at the clouds are breaking up. That's why it's going away. But there's some other clouds. Look over there in the clear sky. More is coming. I bet there'll be another rainbow there. I hope so, and yet... It is good to have the sun and to see the world as beautiful as it is. It is. Everything is made fresh and new and and nothing bad can happen now. I mean, this is all just wonderful and good again. It is as long as we remember God and remain faithful to him. But of course we will. Genesis chapter 9, beginning at verse 18. The sons of Noah, 
who came out of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham was the father of Canaan. These were the three sons of Noah, and from them came the people who were scattered over the earth. Noah, a man of the soil, proceeded to plant a vineyard. When he drank some of its wine, he became drunk and lay uncovered inside his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw his father's nakedness and told his two brothers outside. But Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it across their shoulders. Then they walked in backward and covered their father's nakedness. Their faces were turned the other way, so that they would not see their father's nakedness. When Noah awoke from his wine and found out what, happened, what his youngest son had done to him, he said, Cursed be Canaan. Lowest of slaves will he be to his brothers. He also said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem. May Canaan be the slave of Shem. May God extend the territory of Japheth. May Japheth live in the tents of Shem. And may Canaan be his slave. After the flood, Noah lived 350 years. Altogether, Noah lived 950 years, and then he died. like Noah sure screwed up. Well, yes, but that would actually miss the point of the story. Um, really, the focus isn't so much Noah as the sons. You see, hmm. Ham went in and saw his father. Question one, why is he going into his father's tent? Number two, he came out la- probably laughing, though it doesn't say it. Why did he go tell his brothers? Ah, <laughs> look, Dad's all uncovered. He got too much to drink. Why? Because maybe uh, Ham has had way too much to drink too often, mm. and his father was telling him that. And now he says, "Ah, see, the old man's got it too." Otherwise, why would it be reporting this? Why, if if Ham was concerned about his father, he would have just covered him up. He was taking joy in the in the bad circumstances that right. he was in at the time. Right. And especially when we see the other two brothers uh, and what they did in covering up their father, it shows they had great respect. They didn't even want to see their father. And so really, this is more the issue, I think, is more of the sons, not so much of Noah. Now, I, I suppose we should not just gloss over Noah. Um, 
he had fruit of the vine. Mm-hmm. He had too much. You know, some will make of this, therefore, you know, no one Never sh- drink alcohol. Uh, that's not what this is saying, although it sure is leading to the point of uh, if when you have too much, bad things can happen. Mm, yes, they can. But it's not saying one shouldn't drink. It is saying, though, that bad things do happen if one has too much, which would be one concern I would have here with Noah, is he did not show uh, um, temperance uh, or self-control. He indulged, and that led to immodesty. Which led to his son uh, seeing his immodesty and laughing or, or, or taking joy in it, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which led to him telling his brothers. And So we yeah. don't want to get bogged down too quickly with some of the potential sins up front, because really this story is more about the three brothers and their disposition, and then finally what happens. And that's what happens then. Um, Noah probably finds out the next morning. He wakes up from his, his uh, 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 sleep, uh, probably it was alcohol-induced sleep, and goes, what's this covering over me? Huh. So he goes out and asks his sons, what's that? And they, well, Dad, um, you were there naked, and we kind of cut. Well, you covered me up? Did you see me? No, 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 Father. We, we backed in. Although your brother, our brother here, um, he told us, and he was kind of smart. Uh, Noah had been informed of all these things. And that's why we have now then the curse and the blessings given. And it isn't so much, it is much a prophecy proclaiming what would happen to the descendants. Because all would come from these three boys, which came from Noah. And there we see the turmoil that even though God destroyed the, the world with a flood because people were unfaithful and not following him, still sin followed them because sin clings to our souls. And it's not just washed off by water like mud in the morning. It takes something far more to cleanse a soul from sin. for the last day for you after your brother-in-law my son left I couldn't find you this is about the only and the last place I could think of to look for you I apologize if I was not where I was supposed to be well I found you you are safe I am at peace. What's troubling you? It's all for nothing. We we went through all of this, and it's all ruined now. We failed. 
We didn't do what you said we should do to keep God from destroying the world. We didn't remember God. We weren't faithful. We got so caught up in our own celebrations and in what we wanted and and we forgot. And the rainbow hasn't been back. Oh, my daughter. My daughter. Yeah. I, your father, have failed. It is clear that sin still remains with us even after the new world has begun. And it's all breaking apart now. Just like this... Just like this ark is going to break apart. It already is breaking apart, see? I understand. But there's a couple things you need to remember. One, God has not forgotten us. And you need to remember that. You may not have seen a rainbow since that first one you saw, but that does not mean that God has forgotten us. Gone to some other, what, universe? Some other world? No. No, He remains faithful even when we are not faithful. How else, why else would God have gone to all of this just to bring us to a new place, a new world, for a new start to give up on us? No. Maybe God hoped that we wouldn't make those mistakes. Maybe he thought, maybe he thought we would be better than the people before us. Well, some of us are, some of us aren't. And it looks like from seeing with your brother-in-laws, my sons, and how they're scattering... Some carry sin more than others. But let's not forget, it's not just them. It is me too. I failed. You have failed. But don't forget, we have a God who has not failed. He remembers. He took the waters that destroyed the world away and has given us new life. He is not throwing that away. Remember the promise that has come down from our great, great, great grandfather Adam. When he failed in the garden, what did God say to him? I will send one who is of the seed, who will crush his head. God is going to send us a savior. Always remember, always believe, no matter what you do. Because it's not dependent on you or me. It's dependent on God. God who helped build this ark. God who has planted the new world. You don't think he's given up on us then? You don't think he's going to destroy the world because of what we did all over again? We have consequences we will have to live by. I had the consequences of seeing my sons scatter. That's on me. But, but we have a God of love. And he will not forget. He will not destroy. That's what the rainbow was out, was out for. When I came in here, it was raining. Let's walk back out. 
Sounds like the rain may have stopped. Let's see if we can find Father, the promise I see it. of a rainbow. People wonder why life's worth living this way. Well, why not? I can see it through your eyes. Vision through your eyes. A really big thing. You know, that's really what the title of this whole lesson is. A really big thing. And, yeah, we did mean to emphasize that the flood was a really big thing. But there's a lot of things that are really big. Think about your own life. I mean, as I think about my life, there's certain things that are really big things. Getting married, for me, that day, being married, that's a really big thing. The day my kids were born, that was a really big thing. And if I think a little harder, I could pull up a few more, but those are the ones that jump out at me. I'm guessing there's a few things that jump out at you, too. The flood was a really big thing because it changed the whole surface of the world and it was God's statement, I am putting to death that which has rejected me. It kind of reminds me of a Bible verse. Oh, I'm sorry, one last thing. And then, just following the flood, when people failed, Noah, his kids, Brings to mind a verse. It's from 2 Timothy. It's not too hard to remember either. Chapter 2, verses 11 to 13. Here is a trustworthy saying. It's kind of cool how it starts out. Here is a trustworthy saying. If we died with him, we shall live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we disown him, he will disown us. If we are faithless, he will remain faithful because he cannot disown himself. Obviously, this is set up in parallel. The first one, if we died with him, we shall live. Certainly, that means the end of our life. If we are walking in faith, we will have everlasting life. But it also refers to, for many who believe in baptism, that's that little drowning. The spiritual sinfulness was drowned. If we died with him, and I'm jumping to Romans where it actually says when you were uh, baptized into Christ, you were baptized into his death. If we endure with him, we sh I'm sorry, if we endure, doesn't say with him, if we endure, we shall reign with him. And again, a talk about heaven. I love these next ones though. If we disown him, he will disown us. And that's what the people did at the flood and many times after disowning God, turning, walking away. Ah, but the comforting one. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, because he can't disown himself, meaning God. God always remains faithful. Faithful to what? His promises to us. So it is the rainbow, and so it is with any other promise he has made. Such as, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Yeah. That's why 
The promise of God is so important. It's his word. It's what holds up the universe. It's what made the universe. It upholds the universe. And now it saves the universe. One more time with this verse. Here is a trustworthy saying. If we died with him, we shall live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we disown him, he will disown us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot disown himself. He is faithful to forgive those who turn to him and say, forgive me. Which just brings home confirmation of one last Bible verse, Hebrews chapter 13. This is another good one. 13 verse 8. It's really easy. Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let me repeat that. Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. We welcome your feedback and comments. Please write to us at info, I-N-F-O, at not-alone, N-O-T, dash A-L-O-N-E, dot net. You can also catch earlier episodes of Room 4216 by going to net. And as God constantly reminds us, we are not alone. Credits. Laurel Jean, Vision Through Your Eyes, from the album Vision Through Your Eyes. Interlude Musicians, Terry Nord and Robert Vaughn.